Hello and welcome to Hot Girls with me, Lex on the Decks. This is the show where we explore the mechanics of the music industry through intimate conversations on creativity and biography episodes exploring the lives of iconic artists. This week, I wanted to look at someone who I have huge personal admiration for. She's someone who's had great commercial success, longevity, and hits a consistent bar with her music, but I don't necessarily hear her shouted out that often as an inspiration. I guess I wanted to challenge that a bit and remind people of her greatness, as well as exploring the career journey that she's had and how self-belief has been fundamental in maintaining that career journey. The success that I mentioned includes three top three albums, four Grammy nominations, over 8 million monthly Spotify listeners, video views of over 1.5 billion, and the longest running number one debut single by a female artist in the past 30 years. The artist is Sierra, and this episode will explore what she taught me about self-belief. Ladies, gentlemen, listen up. You're listening to Hot Girls. With Lex on the deck. We in the mix. It's fire. Keep it going. We on fire. From London for the world. Let's go in. You know, I think it's like knowing that the gift is in you and sometimes your mind can create this negative thought and you forget that, hey, the gift is in me. What's for me is going to be for me. And I've got to stay focused on that. And it is natural to doubt yourself. I think that's just how life goes. But you got to stay committed to your vision. You got to stay committed to, I feel like if I don't use my gifts and I'm abusing them and I'm not appreciative of what God has given me. And so I stay committed to the, the gifts that I have, I, I'm like, I have to make sure I am utilizing every special thing that's within me. And so I stay committed to that. On the 25th of October, 1985, Sierra Princess Wilson was born to Jackie and Carlton Harris. Yeah, Princess is her middle name <laughs> from birth. She was their only child. And with a father in the military, she grew up in multiple different locations around the United States. So this probably got her used to the idea of traveling around a fair bit. Her first step on the musical career ladder was when she was like 14, 15, which is kind of crazy for someone without industry parents. And what makes this a slightly more surreal achievement was that that step was as a songwriter. So as a 15-year-old, she signed to a record label as a songwriter in a publishing contract um, and actually got got credits on records for artists like Blue Cantrell, as in need to let it breathe, um, and Fantasia. From what I can gather of teen Sierra, she had zero doubt that the music industry was where she wanted to be. Having navigated her way into the songwriting deal, by 18, after graduating from high school, she was signed to a record label by industry legend L.A. Reid. About a year after signing, she released her first album, Goodies. And for a debut album, or for any album, it absolutely flew. Now, this was a time before social media. So your avenues for commercial and chart success were music video channels, radio, and press in terms of actually getting you out there. Given she'd signed under L.A. Reid, there's no doubt that she was going to get her music aired. But it was the catchiness and unforgettable nature of those records, which I think secured the chart success she had. The track list for goodies allowed her to make a very significant stamp on the industry because it had multiple hits on it. As well as goodies, the title track, it also had one two-step and my personal favourite, O oh, featuring Ludacris. <laughs> oh, sounds a bit weird when I say deadpan. 
It also had features from very established artists, so Ludacris, for example, and Missy Elliott, which helped secure credibility for Sierra at this launch moment. That album was nominated for lots of awards, meaning her momentum and that moment in the spotlight stretched through the launch of those different singles and then into awards season. So I said this episode was going to explore Cece's self-belief. And so I want to play a clip from her uh, talking on Jada Pinkett Smith's, well, the Pinkett Smith family's Red Table Talk, which it's a clip that I found really insightful and inspiring. And it talks about some goals that she set for herself when she was about 13 years old. Getting down is real. When I was 13 years old, going on 14 years old, this is when I was trying to look at my life ahead after high school and trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my life as it related to my dreams. Like when I wrote down on a sheet of paper, my goals. Wow. And they were, the goal list was short at first, right? I was very specific. The first goal was to get discovered. Mm. And the second goal was once I got discovered to sell three to four million records. Wow. And the third goal was to have longevity. Right? Wow. Those are my three goals on that paper. 15 years old, I signed my first publishing deal. 16 years old, I signed my first recording contract. Then 18 years old, put out my first album, Goodies. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and that album not only sold three to four million records, it sold five million records. Got it. And the third goal, longevity. Now I'm 15 years later wow. sitting there talking to you guys. Yeah. So that one simple philosophy or that page of what you're saying is real. So I'd say that she has this real faith in the power of will. And that faith is what enables her self-belief. Her second album was released two years later called Sierra The Evolution. And this was the album which brought Get Up, which also featured on the Step Up soundtrack, which really marks this moment in time and Can't Leave Him Alone with 50 Cent. But for me, the defining record of that album was Like a Boy. In the video for Like a Boy, Sierra takes both the male and female role in the plot and she shows off her phenomenal ability as a dancer. To promote the album, she performed singles on The Ellen Show. She appeared on Rihanna's Good Girl Gone Bad tour. She did a tour of her own and she also performed at the BET Awards. Her third album was the one which brought the brilliant Love, Sex and Magic with Justin Timberlake. And by the time the album wrapped and she started working on her fourth, Sierra had been working under the same label for about eight years. And she was moving into her late 20s. Heaven forbid. At this point, and for the early part of Sierra's career, it really was just strength to strength. She had three huge albums, well, two huge albums, one, three big albums. She had great relationships with some of the most influential people in music. She was a label priority, essentially. But those things generally don't last. There are always new people coming through, taking attention away. And that was definitely true for Sierra. So in 2011, she announced that she had severed ties with the label and signed instead to Epic Records. And that was nearly 10 years ago now. I think it's probably fair to say that in terms of visibility and success, Sierra's career definitely had a dip following this. And that isn't a criticism because I'm a really big fan. It's important, I think, actually, for what came after that. But she did release two more albums during that period of time and had some consistently good music. But it just wasn't getting that hype and mainstream blow up that she'd been used to in the early stages of, the, of her career. I remember feeling like I was stumbling on some of Sierra's new music at that time rather than having them kind of thrust in my face. I'm going to acknowledge the challenge that that could have on your confidence as an artist. I think maybe younger me would have thought that being young and mega successful must be amazing. But I remember seeing an interview with Nick Jonas. <laughs> yeah, just a little insight into what I watch. 
But he talked about a moment, it was on like the Graham Norton show or something, and he talked about a moment of fear that his career might have already hit his peak. I think it was when the Jonas Brothers broke up and he suddenly had this realisation moment that his career might have peaked at 22 and how actually terrifying and quite awful an idea that that is to think that, like, where do you go from there? And it definitely made me see rapid success differently. The person who believed in Sierra most at this point in time was Sierra. Through this period of time, she was also dating and got engaged to the producer and rapper Future, who I feel like everyone kind of knows now, particularly from this track Life is Good with Drake, which was really, really big uh, last year. But he's a producer who in all songs goes, oh, no, he doesn't do that. That sounds like Rick Ross. He goes like, learning, feeling, making, what? <laughs> sort of like that. Um, anyway, the engagement between Sierra and Future ended amongst rumours of infidelity. He cheated on her essentially, probably quite a lot. And Sierra became essentially a single parent to their son. Confusingly also called Future. I also get the impression that Future was a bit of a shit boyfriend and fiancé, like quite um, destructively in and out, shall we say. And from interviews she's done, there's no doubt that this was quite a dark and traumatic period of time for her. We would pray a lot. I would cry a lot. And then I would pray a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, her central trigger of trauma at that time definitely was her relationship and the collapse of, of what she thought was a forever partnership. Um, obviously, that's what happens when you get engaged. But it happened at this time when her career was was also something she was having to fight for. I think it's hard enough in any profession, but then she's also a mum as well. And while in most professions, you're right for different spaces at different times, in the entertainment industry, often everyone wants you at the same time and then they don't want you at the same time as well. Future's career was on fire and growing and hers was kind of going the opposite way. The period which came after this is what I really want to hone in on and think about as it relates to the lessons we can take and learn from Sierra. When someone grows up in the spotlight, as she did, it actually offers quite an interesting learning opportunity because you kind of get to observe those learnings as they're happening in real time. After that heartbreak and dark period, she did a lot of soul searching and personal work on how she wanted to define the next stage of her life. And what came out of that was a new husband, someone very different from Future, and her seventh studio album, Beauty Marks. It's It gets very real for me. Beauty Marks is, yeah. is the... I guess the way to kind of capture my, my overall journey and how I look at my life and the, the journey that I've gone on and the not so pretty moments, you know, and with beauty marks, my idea of what I say is all the scars you get from the obstacles you face in life are actually your beauty marks. And that's a very real thing for me. She knew the statement she wanted to make with that album and what it signified to her about the stage she was at. To create that body of work took a lot of self-belief in her ability to have a huge impact with her music again. Right. And I just kept saying, this is a song that I think is going to be the right way to start my project off. And I was so confident and so sure of it. But I had to wait and then for someone else new to come in and then hear their opinion. And then honestly, yeah. to, I heard about it later after the fact that when they would be in rooms, they would talk about me in a way that was like, well, we don't know if she can stream anymore. She, it was so many doubts. Oh. So I didn't know that was wait, happening. Wait, is this in person or like social Not media? Not in person. This is social media. People always no, so not nice social in media. Person. It was like the back in the, in the behind office. the scenes in the offices. Like there was just all the conversations about can she, can she, she can't. I don't know all the doubts. Yeah. You know the doubting, and so you know to hear about that was kind of like I smiled. You know because I was always committed to my vision. So she'd made the album, but she was struggling with the slowness from labels, and ultimately made a decision. She made the decision to set up her own company as an independent entity and to release the album under that. 
She knew that the lead single, Level Up, had a special energy and it needed to make a huge amount of noise for her. Her choreographer showed her some work by a dance troupe based in New Zealand and Sierra flew herself and a very small team out to New Zealand to meet that dance troupe and to shoot a music video. In case you haven't heard of Paris Goebel, I'm going to give you a little intro. Um, so dance has always been a really key part of hip hop and pop as well. But but it obviously came out of hip hop culture. I mean, breakbeat, uh, breakdancing and stuff was grew alongside music. And nowadays a song can break by inspiring dancers who, who create amazing choreography and then amass millions of views on YouTube with your track playing in the background. Um, so in early 2015, a video was put up online of choreography created by Paris Goebel. This was in February 2015. That racked up like 10 million views. In the same year, she then went on with her crew and performed at World of Dance and uh, various other like huge stage dance environments and then in October 2015 Paris and her dancers created one of the top 10 most watched videos on YouTube of all time and that was the video for Justin Bieber's Sorry. In the episode on Missy Elliott I spoke about how Missy always had a huge amount of respect for the dance community and really embraced them in her work. Sierra, someone who has collaborated with Missy many times, also embraced dance as a focus of her work. If you look at the video for work, the song work, <laughs> the Sierra song work, or Like a Boy, you can see how dance and movement was always a huge part of her videos and performances. And she's kind of like Usher in that way. Um, even in when it's quite casual, like in the video for O when she was literally 18, the choreography is very deliberate. When Sierra decided to work with Paris, what she needed and what that video gave her was something fame driving, but also something really current, making her hot again in some ways. I also find it's impossible to watch Paris and her dancers and not feel powerful. There's something about the way they move, which just makes you feel more powerful when you're watching it. And I would say level up as a song has the same energy. You hear it and you feel 100% capable of shaking off any of the bad shit that's weighing you down. You just, you just want to level up. So it was a perfect partnership. And that video announced that Sierra was back. Her album Beauty Marks didn't have that fly off the shelf moment because she didn't have that label investment and engine. But its slow and continued success has definitely put her back at the forefront of popular culture. And just to the point about dance, if you look at where we are now, um, so Level Up was released in 2018. So yeah, two years later and TikTok. <laughs> so what are my key takeaways and things I want to leave you with from Sierra? Sierra! Well, I would say first and foremost is the importance of self-belief and a commitment to yourself. As women, I think we're really warned against being arrogant in any way. But when you act with self-confidence, you actually give other people permission to do the same. And so everyone kind of collectively grows. So it's a positive thing. You know how you see, uh, you can see 10 great comments and then one negative comment come in. You're like, they done messed up my whole vibe. You know, that kind of thing. And it's like, wait a minute, uh-uh. I'm not going to let your words defeat me. Like, I am what I believe I am. I am who I know I am. And you know who I am too, but you just got a little negativity in you and I'm going to let you have that. But there is the power of declaring great things in your life. And for me, that has worked, especially when I've been in the toughest times of my life. 
when I declared what I wanted from my life, whether it was I was hurting and I was crying, but I was declaring in the same breath of tears, I was declaring greatness in my life. I was declaring I was going to get through that scenario, whether it was work or whether it was personal. There was a power to me declaring that I was going to be all right, or there was everything is going to be just fine and I will be great. So I want to go, I wanted to say that because it's important to me to share that with you guys that I really believe that when you speak, you have the chance to tell and create your life story. So when you speak, say great things. So I wanted to say that. The other thing I would say is that she forged strong relationships of trust with key people that she worked with and that she admired. And so then she could leverage those when she needed them. The Red Table Talk gig, hosting various awards shows with Ludacris, getting to work continually with Skylar Grey, uh, her radio and TV slots. Even she brought out Missy Elliott to perform with her at the American Music Awards. These are all things which come easier if you have good relationships and you've maintained that, um, that level of respect and, and appreciation for one another. So this was really my love letter to Sierra and my gratitude that she really stuck by herself and was her own best friend. And I hope it's inspired you to do the same. So thank you very much for listening. I'm going to leave you with a really nice clip of Sierra talking about her perception of success and how that's evolved. Have a great week. Success for me used to be defined way differently when I was a little girl starting out and I had this big dream and I said, I want to be a billionaire one day. And I said, I wanted to sell all these records and I want to get all these awards. But as I've gone through life, Success, the definition of success is different. And for me, it is simply having happiness and knowing who I am. Because if I have happiness and I know who I am, all those other things are possible. And so my focus has changed. It's focus, it's kind of, it's really coming more inward than the outward things, right? Um, so for me, it's, I work in an industry called the music entertainment industry. And I love, I love what I do and I love being successful at what I do. But what I learned along the way and through the hard times is that I also really love something that will never love me back the way that I love it. This industry will roll with you when it's good and when it's bad, they will leave you hanging. So I said, you know what? I'm not going to be defined by all that. My definition of success is going to be me, be me knowing who I am and being happy with myself and where I am at that very moment because there's this philosophy of what good is it to gain the world and lose your soul? I am terrified of losing my soul. I am terrified of not knowing who I am. You see so many people that are at the highest height, have all the money in the world, but don't know who they are and aren't happy. So I've changed the definition of success and success is me knowing who I am and being happy with who I am and where I am in my life. What up, Lex?